Yeah. Uh, should we do this thing? You need to set the timer? Fucking A, start now. All right, in three, two, one. Hello and welcome, everybody, and welcome to the movie spiel. What's up, Ryan? Hello. I'm Alex. Well, I'm Ryan. Welcome. Wait, what? <laughs> we already... What if you you just said, I'm Alex? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I said, what's up, Ryan? You said hi, and oh, then I said, I'm Alex. No. Uh, it's okay. Oh, See, this is what happens when, that... you try to, when you try to flip the script. You know what's really funny? Hold on, hold on. What's really funny is people are going to think that we do this on purpose, and we're literally, we just fuck this up every time. Is, this That's is, muscle, this man. Is, this is a force of habit. Yeah, this is not yeah. on purpose. We literally cannot do the basic part of our job, which is talking to me and i say our job this is for fun but we can't do the basic part of what we're doing for fun which is just this is for fun I, i'm supposed to be i thought this was gonna bring us in money Alex. one day maybe on probably not ever uh, fucking liar you charlatan charlatan all right we're gonna try that charlatan. one more time in three let's do it two one everybody, welcome to the movie spiel. I'm Alex. I'm Ryan. It's good to be back. This is part three of our Oscars miniseries. Uh, we're going to be doing a bit of a grab bag today, a little bit of everything. want to touch on Best Picture, uh, which in doing our research, which lasted all of like 15, 20 minutes, uh, in doing our <laughs> research, Ryan, uh, we discovered some, some interesting things about Best Picture uh, that we'll talk about here in a minute. But uh, how are you? Oh man, I'm amazing doing great i'm excited for the oscars even though i haven't seen any movie that's nominated this dude it's okay picture. you're just gonna you're just gonna binge starting so we're recording oh, this on a thursday I... night you gotta binge on friday uh and uh and then binge on a little bit saturday and uh i'm, I'm too busy i promised uh i promised my son that we would finish avatar tomorrow <laughs> oh yeah well that's about a seven hour commitment so uh, oh no hey, is this our season finale i can't remember you texted me with a whole great plan and i can't remember if this is our season finale or if this is our penultimate episode this is our 22nd episode it is the seventh episode of season three we have uh one more coming at some point yes i'm looking at you buddy looking Wait. at you oh, wow okay yeah. Looking at right. you, balls in your court after this, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that this long like, lost Lord yeah, of the Rings this is, episode. This is, like is going to be like an unreleased, like the, like the, the hype behind this is going to be way too high. The expectations man, are never. Our, this is going to be like when DBZ Abridged couldn't get the Cell Saga completed. It took them over a year to finish yeah. the last episode. Poor Evan is probably wondering, like, God, what, what the hell happened? I spent all that time talking to these morons. And, yep. Yep, it'll be a nice treat after the Oscars yeah, are over. He uh, he texted me a couple weeks ago about uh, about wanting to talk about Spider Man. He was not as impressed as you and I were, uh, but yeah. we'll leave it there because I think we could have a good conversation about that another time. Anyway, so Oscar grab bag, uh, Oscars grab bag. Uh, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about with uh, relation to the Oscars. Obviously, if you haven't heard yet, uh, first episode of this mini series, we focused uh, primarily on directing. We talked about acting in the second episode. We're going to tread some familiar ground, but I think we're going to mostly be okay and, and not get... Uh, there are obviously, like, the, naturally there are going to be some areas where, you know, good performance, good directing likely should have or did win Best Picture, right. uh, but that's okay. So we're not we're not going to spend a lot of time. We're going to more talk about sort of the process and kind of some of the things that we came across when we put together the holistic, you know, 20 last 21 years, 22 years of Oscars. That we sort of came to realize, and looking at at the pattern a little bit, 
Um, but so why don't we start? Uh, one of the things that I know we wanted to talk about was the snubs that were not nominated for Best Picture at all that yep. were so good they could have won had they just been nominated. Yeah. And yeah. there are a couple. There's some big ones. Big we've glaring. Talked about, yeah. We, we've talked yep. about one of them ad nauseum on this podcast so we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna pay it some lip service mm-hmm. one of them we've talked about a little bit during this oscars episode but i want to dive into it a little bit more and then the other thing we noticed is there are a couple of comic book movies two mm-hmm. in particular when i say a couple that probably actually fall into this category so first oh, and yeah. foremost let's get it out of the way because you know what i'm gonna say you literally knew what i was gonna say before that like you wrote it out as alex will say this children of men is the obvious choice, 2006. Sake. When you're ready, come inside. Everybody's all right. She's pregnant. Now you know what's at stake. But she's pregnant. Yeah, I know. It's a miracle, isn't it? Not even nominated. Best reviewed film of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think truly Alfonso Cuaron's crowning achievement to this date. Best movie he's made. Uh, probably the best movie of the last 30 years in, in mm-hmm. my mind. Uh, it, it's an absolute masterpiece. It is prophetic. Uh, it is beautifully shot. It is oh, yeah. extremely well written. The performances are really good. I could go on and on. The simple point is, I think it was nominated for, what, cinematography and adapted screenplay? I think editing, too. Screenplay, yeah. Nothing big, but, um, I mean, Coron got a nomination for screenplay, which is great. It's, you know, I... I I was happy that it had that, but I was really, really bummed out because I remember seeing that movie in the theater when it came out and it was, uh, man, I did not expect the absolute onslaught that I was going to witness for the next two-ish hours. Uh, That movie is like, it's the most rewatchable dystopian hellscape you can watch. It's so good. Yeah. So, so good. And it it, it would lose adapted screenplay to The Departed, uh, Mm -hmm. which... Was uh, is very good film. You know, it's a tough call because De- the Departed just had the momentum. You know, they both came out around the same time of the year. I was excited for both of them. Saw both in the theater. I was, um, I was blown away by both movies. So I understand you have a higher reverence for Children of Men than I do. Not saying that I don't like it. Obviously, I've been singing its praises, and it's a fantastic film. Um, I just know you love it like way more than probably anybody. Yeah, it it, it was uh, again because it was one of those movies that um, I actually didn't see it in theaters. I I selected it. Actually, no, you know what? I remember now. Uh, I did not like. It was sitting at the movie uh, store, the video store that I worked at, and there was down to like one or two copies left in the new release section. So I rented it and I gave it a watch, and like I just was not prepared. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, I wasn't. I, saw... I, I hadn't even seen a trailer for Children of Men, and I wasn't prepared. And I ended up selecting it as the the film. Like it, it. I was originally, I think, going to do Empire Strikes Back, and I wound up selecting it as the film that I did my report on for my history and film class because it was just. I mean, it was amazing. It was so yeah. fucking good. I saw it on a date. I went on a date and saw it. Oh, that's like yeah. seeing Schindler's List on a date. No, it's not that. It's not that intense. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Rough. Well. Well, the, she didn't like it, so... Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Then you, <laughs> it wasn't you, you, my wife. This was well before that. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was nominated, by the way, for cinematography, yeah. and you are you are correct that it was nominated for film editing. For the record, 
uh, my wife does like Children of Men. So See, and this is why we like Kayla. Yes, she's the best. You know, you were right. The the Not only was the momentum there that year for The Departed, but it's also worth noting that that was a Lifetime Achievement Award for Scorsese, who had yep. been snubbed on four separate occasions. He was snubbed for Raging Bull. He was snubbed for Taxi Driver. He was yep. snubbed for Goodfellas. Uh, yep. what, what what am I forgetting? I think there's a fourth one that I'm... Oh, I, I think you would say The Aviator. Yeah. Um, oh, the... the um... The Age of Innocence. Some people really like that movie. That's one he did. Oh, uh, Gangs in New York was a very... All of his movies are so well done that it's like, you could have given it to him for almost any of them. I'm glad it went to him for The Departed and not for something like Hugo or whatever. Not that Hugo's bad. It's just that it's it, The Departed is like in Scorsese's wheelhouse. Right. That's the type of Scorsese movie that you're like... Sure. That is... Like, We Can Work It Out is like the, the prototypical Beatles song. The Departed is like the prototypical... Um, Scorsese movie, at least the latter half of his career. And most yeah. people would just say Goodfellas, but I mean, I think that uh, The Departed kind of rolled all that into into one th- one big yeah. thing. Like it's all of his movies kind of kind yeah. of formed I mean, into it's one. It's definitely it's familiar territory for Scorsese. And the thing is, one of the things that we observed was that of the no- films nominated, it was the best of the nominations. I just think yeah. the best film of the year wasn't even nominated. Yeah, yeah, so, that's that's for sure. So, okay, so yeah. let's move on. You wanted to talk a little bit about one from... From 2002? Yes. Yeah, so uh, you know what's funny? Uh, this movie, this movie is Road to Perdition, starring Tom Hanks, Paul Newman, uh, which was his final Oscar nomination, Daniel Craig, a very young, early Daniel Craig, uh, and some other people. And um, it's uh, it's a mob movie takes place, uh, you know, primarily in and around, like, what is, oh no, they go to Chicago, wow, it's, it's, it takes place in the 30s, and it's yeah. a revenge story. It's also based on a graphic novel, so you can say that it is a comic book movie if you really want to. There are only murderers in this room. Michael, open your eyes. This is the life we chose, the life we lead. And there is only one guarantee. None of us will see heaven. So, yeah, and I think that, you know, that we were going to get into this here in a bit, but uh, the, uh, you know, the graphic novel thing and the comic book thing has always been kind of something that the Academy has avoided for the longest time until Black Panther a few years ago, and they finally nominated a comic book movie. And I'm glad it was Black Panther. Black Panther was a great movie. It is, it is very rewatchable. But really, there's that big elephant in the room uh, for movies that weren't fucking nominated that should have been. And it came to a big, as a big surprise to a lot of people in 2009 for the 2008 year um, when it wasn't nominated. And that, of course, is The Dark Knight. Don't let me find you out here again. We're trying to help you. I don't need help. Not my diagnosis. What gives you the right? What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pants. So Christopher Nolan's... Uh, some would say his magnum opus. I still think he's got his greatest. I, th- I still think his greatest work is ahead of him. But I, um, I, you know, I, I, you're hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't like The Dark Knight. When it came out, it was a phenomenon. You know, I saw the midnight premiere. Everybody was talking about it. Uh, I mean, it for for better or worse. You know, the whole thing with Heath Ledger. You know that that built a lot of hype. But honestly, if that performance fell flat, that that movie wouldn't have been 
the movie it was. And, you know, Heath Ledger absolutely knocked it out of the park. And I really believe he would have won the Oscar or at least been nominated had he not passed away. I also know that you uh, you don't agree with me on this, but I would take The Dark Knight easily over The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. If I were if you told me you had to replace one, I, I it's not even a question for me. Give me the it, five nominees for 08 again. Slumdog Millionaire, which was the winner. Yep. Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which I okay. can do without. Frost Nixon, mm-hmm. Milk, mm-hmm. and The Reader. I'd replace The Reader in a heartbeat. See, I would replace The Reader next, and I would do it with The Wrestler. Okay. I wouldn't. Good good year, by the way. Re- really strong year. And, and the fact that there are two films that could have easily been nominated yeah. and, and were not yeah. uh, is really saying something. Because The Wrestler did not get that much love uh, no. at the Oscars. It had uh, it was nominated for you know for best actor for Mickey Rourke which we've talked about and uh, best supporting actress Marissa Tomei and best song I think uh, the I thought you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen I think he lost I I am pretty sure he, no he was nominated you know but he, he wasn't even nominated no he wasn't no well no, never he mind wasn't even I, nominated. I remember see I was trying to remember what the outrage was was the outrage that he wasn't nominated or that he he lost it was that he wasn't even nominated. There was outrage. Yeah, it was uh, Wally. I mean, outrage is a strong. Oh, Wally should have been up for best picture. God, I forgot about that one. That was 08. I I forgot it was 08. Wally is excellent. Uh, Wally's better than most of any. That's the number two movie for me. No, here's here's a crazy one, and 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 I feel like this could go in our grab bag section. But since this whole episode's a grab bag, I'm just going to throw this out there. Now that I have it up in front of me. Wally lost in sound editing to The Dark Knight. That's one thing. That's the one fault I have with The Dark Knight, okay? Not to mention all the weird little plot holes, but just don't think too much about it. Um, uh, but, no, there's one scene where Jim, where uh, Commissioner Gordon answers the phone, and he's, like, t- you know, talking to, I don't know, trying to find Harvey Dent or talking to Harvey Dent or something, and then, like, it does that sound. Now, a lot of younger people who never grew up with a with a landline phone, if you just pick it, the phone off the landline and just leave it there, eventually it'll make that beeping sound. And they always use that beeping sound for a fo- in a movie for a phone that's gone off the hook, and it's bullshit. Anyway, that just bothered me, but I'm, I'm nitpicking. Yes, no, that's that's fair. So I was just going to say, Wally did not win uh, for that, which is... No, Wally should have won sound editing. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so, so, so the next one, um, the next great comic book movie... Is uh, something you think should have uh, been nominated for Best Picture? At, at, at bare out? minimum, should have been nominated for, for Best Picture and uh, uh, was not at the 90th Academy Awards. And don't get me wrong, extremely strong year. Uh, the winner was The Shape of Water. Also, uh, very deserving nominees. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, uh, which you, you know could ch- very well have challenged as the, the winner that year. Phantom Thread I have not seen, but I've heard excellent things. It is PTA, of course. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I've heard mixed things. But I liked it. Of those nominees, I am, I am stunned. No, I'm not stunned. I can't pretend like I'm surprised by this. But the truth is, The Post has no business being nominated in this group. And to have it over Logan, I think that is, I think that's crazy. I think that's, I think that's wild. Where are we going? Eden doesn't exist. Her nurse got it from a comic book. You understand? It's not real. It is for more. It was a nice step forward, though, because Logan was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. 
that's the first time a comic book movie has been nominated for an air, a quote unquote prestige award. So like the Oscar, the prestige Oscars, you know, you can win every technical award and not win best picture, you know, conversely, some movies have won best picture and only won technical awards. So right, whatever, right. or been nominated or whatever, but yeah, it, it, it was, um, it was nominated for screenplay, which is the first time. Yeah. A comic book movie is, you know, that the comic books are a source material and it was nominated, which is great. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. But I, I will, I will, uh, I mean, The Post is one of those movies where, first of all, the only reason it even gets nominated for Best Picture is because there's 10 nominees. Uh, yeah. Although it looks like there's actually... Uh, that was It was between 10. Last year they started, you had to do 10 again. Yeah, so there was actually nine nominees that year. So, so, the, the, so the thing is that we were saying about comic book movies, they... I think eventually one day, like we're, we're getting a little bit closer because here we're seeing, again, not a comic book movie, but Dune getting nominated for Best Picture, yeah. I think is an important step in the right direction. I think that something being a commercially popcorny blockbuster film should not suggest that it is impossible for it to be artistically important. We have seen artistically important comic book films. We've just named two of them, uh, and there have been others. Uh, I, you know, you want to know one that honestly, again, Avengers: Infinity War is another one where, like, hey, I, I, a nomination wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Nope, they're gonna, but they have that fan favorite Oscar now, which is just cheapening it. I think. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's really stupid. But I did vote for uh, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home and entered myself in a sweepstakes, so I might get to go to the Oscars next year, dude. Whoa. Won't happen. I know. Anyway, so uh, so what's next? Those are the ones that weren't nominated. So what's our next thing? The snub that was nominated and didn't win, but should have won Best Picture. There are two obvious choices for this in my mind. You pinpointed one of them, and I pinpointed one of them. You first. Um, yeah, I think Brokeback Mountain is yep. uh, is kind of the, the 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 easy like that is that is that's kind of the the first one that pops into my mind yep. with the one note that I think three out of the. Actually, in reality, all four of the other nominees that year could have beaten Crash. Crash had some had some ideas that just weren't, I don't think, executed properly. I saw what they were going for, and you know, at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and defend Crash, but like, it's not it's not the worst movie ever made. It's it's got some good like Don Cheadle in it is fantastic. Michael Pena, I'd never heard of him before. He had a lot. Of, he has a lot of charisma, and it and it showed in Crash. Brokeback Mountain had a more coherent story. It was just a more straightforward type of film. It was, you know, and it was risque in its own way. But it just, it was also a fucking story for people who have been disenfranchised forever. And it, and it's a, like a normal type of thing. Yeah, I get it. You know, it takes place in the '60s, I guess, and it's like the. I understand, like, like what the other characters reactions to them are and all of that. But, you know, there, there hasn't been a movie that's like that, that portrays it in, in that type of way, just a very normal way. Cause you know, there's nothing not, there's nothing abnormal about being gay or trans or anything. So it's just, and they didn't and Hollywood just drug its fucking feet. But I will say this Brokeback Mountain being nominated and getting snubbed and not winning 
paved the way for a movie like Moonlight to come out and actually win. So that, you know, it, and, and still to this day, when you think of Brokeback Mountain, most people think, oh, the tragedy that it didn't win. That's what they think of. And when they think of Crash, they think, oh, that's that blip on the, you know, well, there's many blips on the Oscar radar, but that's one of the big ones. That's a big blip. So, no, I mean, I think history's been kinder um, to Brokeback Mountain, and I think uh, we all knew that was going to happen then. And, 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 you know, I did, after I finally watched Brokeback Mountain, I understood, and it's like, okay, this movie's just, it's a romance. That's all it is, and it's, you know, does it drag in parts? Sure. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's it's a great movie, and it's easily the best of the year that yeah, year. Yeah, and I, I think, again, you know, one of the things that Ang Lee did exceptionally well. And correct me wrong, Ang Lee did win Best Director, right? He did, and it won Best Screenplay. Right, so again... And Best Score. One of the, and now, this has gotten more common, but was extremely uncommon for the first, like, 70 years of the Oscar was... Of the Oscars was that, that split between Best Director and Best yeah. Pictures. Was he buried down there? He put a stone up. He was cremated like he wanted. Half his ashes was interred here. The rest I sent up with his folks. He used to say he wanted his ashes scattered on Brokeback Mountain. Ang Lee and Alfonso Cuaron are hilarious. They both have won Best Director twice and not Best Picture. How weird is yeah, that? Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, um, so the next one is yeah. the is a big old big old elephant in the room. Um, I don't know if that's the right expression. Well, it's it's uh, it's another one of our guides. Yeah, oh yes, and this is our this is one of our one of our movies. Um, this is the Social Network. Mr. Zuckerberg, I'm in charge of security for all computers on the Harvard network, and I can assure you of its sophistication. In fact, it was that level of sophistication that led us to you in less than four hours. Four hours? Yes, sir. That would be impressive, except if you had known what you were looking for, you would have seen it written on my dorm room window. Social Network came out in 2010. It was nominated for Best Picture, and it lost famously to The King's Speech. It's see. Other people have said that the Oscars should be held five years after the movie comes out, after movies come out. So 2015 would have been the year they look back at 2010 and award it because it would have gone to the social network easily that year. Yeah. It's just ridiculous I, that it did. I, I agree. Uh, there are a couple of things, too, worth noting there. I count, and I, I liked the King's speech. I, I thought it was, yeah, it was fine. It was good. Oscar Beatty. There are yeah. a very Oscar Beatty. Uh -huh. There are, I count, five at least five, because I haven't seen Winter's Bone and I haven't seen Black have. Swan, but I count at least five better movies than The King's Speech. I remember The King's Speech was not, was uh, it was released as an R, with an R rating because of the scene where they say fuck a bunch, and then they, they cut it a bunch and re-released it as PG-13 after it won the Oscar, which is just so disingenuous. Fuck that. Anyway, um, no, so yeah, The Social Network is, uh, is honestly, we don't need to go on too much about it, but I did want to talk about Fincher and how Fincher's been nominated for three Oscars and for Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which I know you're the biggest fan of, um, and then The Social Network, which he absolutely should have won for, oh my God, and then he was nominated again for Mank last year. And uh, Yeah, so it, uh, yeah. I, I do have a, I have a and, and I think he probably should have been nominated for, for um Zodiac. Uh, so one thing I, I want to quickly note on the social network, I'm curious your thoughts on this, because I, I agree to an extent that if we did this five years later, I think it's very clear the social network is the is the best film or at least the better film for 
between that and the King's speech. I wonder, and I, I don't know that this is so much on Fincher, maybe more on Aaron Sorkin. Do you think that the social network, was it too kind to Mark Zuckerberg or was it properly, like, did it paint him in the correct light? Because I go, I go back and forth on this all the time. At the time, it seems like it was an over-exaggeration, but as time has gone on, Zuckerberg seems more robotic, like he's a, like he's some type of, like he's a fucking replicant. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's what he reminds me yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, like, like a, tears like, and rain, like early fucking model replicant. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, like it's Westworld or something. Yeah, his, like that his... dude looks like his eyeballs don't shut. It's so weird. Fincher has had his own style, and I just, it's, it's. He needs to get, he'll get one eventually, but it's going to be honorary. I think I mentioned that before. And it's just, I don't, I think his, I don't think his best work is ahead of him. Um, I don't think he does either. I don't know him. Who knows? But Fight Club is, is seven. The game, I never actually saw the game. Fight Club is, I thought that movie should have been up for a fuckload of awards. It was up for sound editing, but it was also a very divisive movie at the time. Right. All right, so, yeah, Ryan, we are moving on to our next category. We're actually going to look at where the Oscars got it right, and so we're going to just quickly go through uh, starting in the year 2000. Okay. And we're going to give a quick yes or no for each of us. Let's do it. Gladiator. Out of uh, Well, let's do the nominees, okay. too, just so we All have All right, it. Gladiator, the winner. Other nominees are Chocolat, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic. Uh, no, I would say Crouching Tiger should have won. I would say Traffic should have won. Okay. 2001, A Beautiful Mind is the winner over Gosford Park, In the Bedroom, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and Moulin Rouge. Everybody already knows my answer. What's yours? I'll say Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, okay. All right, 2002, we have Chicago is the winner, defeating Gangs of New York, The Hours, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and The Pianist. Uh, you probably already know my answer. However, I will say, I have a feeling you and I might have a different a different winner. We, we, well, I'm going to say the two towers. Okay. Then yeah, we're, we're then we're good. I, I was wondering if you were going to go gangs of New York. I mean, I love gangs in New York, but I recently re and I've rewatched both of them recently. And the two towers is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. And it's fucking, it's, it it's, holds it's up really so good. well. All right. It's so, so good. So 2002, also a no 2003, the Lord of the Rings, the return of the King against lost in translation, mastered command of the far side of the world, mystic river and sea biscuit. Hmm. You know me. So I'm actually I'm I'm actually leaning no here, but I, I like because the Academy fucked up twice before. See, I, I this is they're gonna do this to me. They're gonna make me fucking justify this. I think this is the worst of the three movies. It's, I mean, it's fair. It's good. It's very good. Obviously, I'll say Lost in Translation. Yeah, I'm predictable. Uh, I'm gonna way. go with a soft yes, and let's move, just move on. So, let's just move on. Yeah. 2004, Million Dollar Baby wins. The Aviator, Finding Neverland, Ray, and Sideways are the other nominees. What are you thinking? Aviator. I, th I think Million Dollar Baby is the best of the year. I think okay. that was well-deserved. So that's a no for me. All right, so 2005, we've already gone over, but really quickly, in addition to Crash and Brokeback Mountain, it was Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, and Munich. Yeah. We, we've already gone over this. It should have not been Crash. Yeah. All, all, I, I, th those four. Munich hasn't even held up that well. And, and it's better than Crash. Uh, all right, 2006, The Departed is the winner. Other nominees, Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, and The Queen. Yeah, Departed. Uh, agreed. And how dare Notes on a Scandal not get a, a nominee? There are only five nominees. So. Uh, although Babel doesn't deserve a nominee. Uh, fuck that. Babel wasn't that good. 
Um, well, Little Miss Sunshine is is a is second place yeah, for me. Uh, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. All right, 2007, No Country for Old Men is the winner, rightfully so. Uh, defeating yes. Atonement, which wasn't that good. Juno, which was very good. Michael Clayton, which you and I both love. And There Will Be Blood, wow. which I am a huge fan of, but you are an even bigger fan of. I am going to say that was the right call. It's really hard. That's, 2007 was great. That is as top-heavy as you're going to ever. Like, like, God. Which one of these things is not like the... Like, Atonement, I saw that in theaters, and um, Atonement, wow. the... the, the, the let me just say that the, the that is a bad script. It's a well okay. well directed movie, bad script that torpedoes it, and that's why like I I feel like to be nominated for best picture. Let me go on my soapbox really quickly. To be nominated for best picture, you can't have huge systemic structural weaknesses. You gotta you gotta nail the direction, nail the performances, nail the script, and I I do think that the fourth piece of that has to be editing and the fifth piece has to be technical stuff and yep. you can be a little bit lenient on some things but the fucking script man like like the script can't suck like the script can't right. be so anyway that's my uh, that's my thing on atonement uh no country right. for old men rocks though and and yeah right call absolutely all right 2008 slumdog millionaire is the winner nominated alongside with it was the curious case of benjamin button frost nixon milk and the reader nope milk yeah milk yeah all right, 2009, this is where it starts getting long because we have 10 nominees. The Love winner it. is the movie everybody's forgotten about, The Hurt Locker, alongside it, Avatar, The Fucking Blind Side, District 9, An Education, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, A Serious Man, Up and Up in the Air. Yeah, like District 9 is fucking amazing. But I would say, obviously, no, that's, that's uh, no, that's, I I can't really pick right now, but I would say no. The Hurt Locker is not the best movie. Definitely ever. not. I would I would say okay. the last five movies on that list are all. Uh, I have not seen Up in the Air, but I take your word for it. I like The Hurt Locker though. I just want to say it's fine. I don't have anything against it. It's fine. It exists. It's good. It's it's, it's not movie. as bad as Crash. Uh, That's true. I, I would I would probably go glorious bastards are up one or the other well yeah yeah but i don't know well let's keep going these ones are lost we're just gonna pick them 2010 we have the winner which we've already said should not have won the king's speech nominated alongside at 127 hours black swan the fighter inception the kids are all right the social network toy story 3 true grit and winter's bone we both agree the social network probably should have won that year yes it bothers me, I will just say, it bothers me that the winner is not even the second best. And I, I get, like, I know it's all fucking subjective, but, like, come on. Like, we're it's a fucking movie podcast. We have opinions. All right? Yeah. Where do you right. think, okay, is the King's Speech even in the top five of those nominees? Fuck no. Brutal. In the kind words of Roy Kent from Ted Lasso, fuck no. Brutal. All right, 2011 <laughs> in the 84th Academy Awards, the winner was The Artist. And uh, the runners-up, The Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. God, how did that even get nominated? The Help, uh, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, and War Horse. Fuck no. No, no, no. No, no, it definitely, no, no, no. Uh, Moneyball, right off the bat, is better. Uh, I know you love The Descendants. I do, but I would say Moneyball should have won Best Picture. Uh, 2012 is an incredibly difficult year. I don't know what we're going to say for this one. The ultimate winner is Argo. And then the runners-up, Amor, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Les Miserables, that, fuck that, 
Uh, Silver Linings <laughs> Playbook and Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, dude, most of those movies are fantastic, too. I, I really like... Uh, Argo, yes. Yes, Argo. Yeah, I'll say they made the right thing. I don't think they did. I think it's uh, really fucking close. Argo's great, by the way. Argo is like... Argo is one of the weirdest career arcs. Like, like so Ben Affleck's career arc is so fucking weird. We didn't talk about the fact that he won every directing award that year and wasn't nominated for Best Director and won Best Picture. That's the weirdest shit, because at least they're nominated for Best Picture, and it's like, I feel like the Academy knew they fucked up a little bit, like, when they realized, oh, wait, he's not going to be nominated you, for Best Director. You know director, what else so is weird about Argo is the fact that the uh, uh, the main, like, every, perf- like, I'm not saying Ben Affleck's bad in the movie. Oh, he's a he. He doesn't need to be good. Wait, though. he's the weak. He's the weakest performance in the film. Yeah, and I love all the character actors they have, like Tate Donovan and Rory Cochran and uh, Scoot McNary, who I fucking love. Uh, all the character actors they have uh, as the people that they're rescuing. It's so good. That movie's great. All right, hey, uh, right. 2013, the 86th Academy Awards. By the way, ultimately, I do think Lincoln should have probably won, but uh, I will. Here's what I will say. I can live with it if it's the second best movie of the year, and I think you can make that argument for Argo. Yeah. Life of Pi is probably on the same level. I love Life Silver of Pi. Linings Playbook. I haven't seen, but I, I know people oh my gosh. swear I by it. I love Silver Linings Playbook. I love Silver Linings Playbook. Zero great Dark movie. Thirty is like a slight. It's good. It's, it's a little bit. It, Zero Dark Thirty doesn't have the same impact that Argo does. Yeah. All right. Twenty thirteen. Twelve Years a Slave wins nominated alongside it in what seems to be a pretty strong year american hustle captain phillips dallas buyers club gravity her nebraska philomena and the wolf of wall street i they think the right call i think I mean, they made they, the right call i mean i'm not saying that because some people think like you have to i remember gary oldman went on a tirade about it he's like no they said if i didn't vote for 12 years of slave then i was racist and it's like well i mean boy actors nah. actors really like to stick their foot in their mouths Okay, uh, 2014, 87th Academy Awards. The winner is Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, and also nominated American Sniper, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. I think this one is obvious. Ryan? Uh, no, yeah, I don't I don't think uh, Birdman is the best movie of that year, I, of that list. I think there are three better movies, uh, maybe four better movies on that list. Yeah. Yeah, I like Boyhood a lot. I thought that was a good one. All right, I saw it in the theater. 2015, 88th, we have Spotlight. This is, by the way, this might be the best year of them all. Spotlight, okay. The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Room, with the ultimate winner being Spotlight. Yeah, they made the right call. Unbelievably, I think they did too. I, 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 yeah. it's, maybe we're giving them too much credit here. Is it fair to say that there are one, two three probably four there that that were all deserving of winning and then i don't want to comment on brooklyn because i haven't seen it bridge of spies and the martian i consider on sort of one tier below of these are really good movies but they're they just don't hit the same way the others do i fucking love the martian so i think the martian is up there really good i don't think i think it's deservingly nominated deservingly didn't win yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotlight just just took me by surprise when I watched it. It is it's, uh it's it's the, the the pacing, the tone. I we talked about it a lot. We don't need to go into it again, but Spotlight yeah. Spotlight takes an almost impossible to tell story and fucking nails it. Nails it. Yeah. 
That should yeah. have been unfilmable. That should have been unfilmable. Yeah. 2016, 89th Academy Awards. The winner was uh, Moonlight with a little bit of added controversy on that one. And the Academy Award. <laughs> for Best Picture. You're awful. <laughs> Come on. La La Land. We lost, by the way, but, you know. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. No. There's a mistake. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. In addition to the uh, uh, to Moonlight, uh, the other nominees were Arrival, Fences, mm-hmm. Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water. Didn't see that one. Hidden oh. Figures was very good. A uh, little white saviorish, but pretty good. Uh, La La Land uh, have not seen that. Uh, Lion and Manchester by the Sea, which uh, a lot of people I think were thinking was uh, kind of the underdog dark horse of that year, but. Uh, ultimately, I, I gotta say, I, I feel pretty good about Moonlight winning. I liked Arrival better than I liked Moonlight, but a mo- but Moonlight is a better movie. So it's weird when you think about that when pe- when you say that to people. I like this movie better, but this movie's better. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, why don't you like that movie better?" And it's like, "Well, because I can't sit and rewatch Moonlight, but I can watch it and understand how." fucking amazing it is so no they made the right call i think yeah you're right they made the right call all right 2017 the winner the shape of water and call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk get out ladybird phantom thread the post and three billboards outside ebbing missouri no next year uh 2018 i think i know where this one's gonna go the winner was green book black panther black klansman Bohemian Rhapsody, why was that nominated? The Favorite, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice, why was that nominated? Uh, and Green Book. Fucking year. Green Book is the winner. Ooh, that's a brutal. Black Klansman was my favorite movie that year, so. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I actually, I thought Black Klansman was, was good and a well-made film and probably was the best best picture of the year. I will say, though, similar to Green Book, Spike Lee took some liberties with his story. That being said, I think some of his liberties were more forgivable than some of the liberties in Green Book that may have violated the spirit of the original story. I I don't know. I I just, uh, yeah, okay. The other option is we could just say that the reality is Black Panther is probably, Black Panther was probably better. I wanted Black Panther to win just for the memes, man. That's all. (laughs) I wanted it so bad. All right. I was waiting for Bohemian Rhapsody to win. I was about to fucking throw my TV out the window, but okay. All right. Uh, the 92nd Academy Awards. I, I don't even have an opinion on these. Uh, Parasite won. Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. I think I'm still watching The Irishman. I, I don't know if I'll ever finish it. Uh, <laughs> I watched it. It took me three days. I, I liked it. It was okay. Uh, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in hollywood Dude, once upon okay once upon a time in hollywood should have won that that's i would say no they, well it's really hard and it's so recent and parasite's fucking amazing so like nah but then you know little women's amazing so i don't know i, I don't have an opinion on that year because it's really yeah. tough i don't have an opinion on on that year and i did not see enough of the 2020 films um i saw i'll say they made uh they i only saw one of the 2020 they, nominees so i'm not even gonna i'm not see? I saw Trial of the Chicago 7. 
Okay, I saw most of them, and I think they made the right call with Nomadland, yeah. but that's me. So Nomadland, me. Nomadland is the winner. Uh, nominees include The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah. I have no idea how I haven't seen that yet. That's been, like, sitting on my queue, in my queue for fucking months now. Yeah. Um, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, Minari, Sound of Metal, they're both... Sound of Metal is fucking amazing. And uh, Promising Young Woman, dude, is so good. Anyway, hey, let's do a real quick grab bag and wrap this shit up. I just wanted to, I wanted to wax poetic just a little bit about Roger Deakins. And uh, I, I, I mentioned um, in a conversation we had at one point about how they are not televising editing, score, I think uh, maybe makeup and hairstyling and something and some short, short thing, like sh animated short and some other stuff. And like, it's just a fucking shame. They're doing it for ratings and they're going to have the cast of Encanto sing We Don't Talk About Bruno just to get people to watch it. And I'm and I'm really hoping this this makes Stephanie Beatrice like a, a like a household name and, and I really hope that she has an, an amazing career after that because I love her and I loved her on Brooklyn Nine Nine and all that. She's great. The movie's fine. I like Encanto, but whatever. But no, I, I just the fact that they're not doing editing is just insane to me because you would not have a movie without editing that's what a movie is right and same thing goes with cinematography and i just wanted to mention roger deakins went like what a dozen and a half nominations and he finally won for blade runner and then he won two years later uh for 1917 look at a movie that you like anything by the coen brothers you know a lot of other people uh a lot of that stuff. Uh, Roger Deakins has done most of their, like, the, he's been the director of photography on a lot of their movies. And he's, uh, his best work, in my opinion, is a movie called Sicario. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, oh, and he did um, Skyfall, the Bond movie. Roger Deakins is a goddamn genius. Cinematography, uh, as far as my technical categories, cinematography, it's how the, basically how the, how the lighting is. It's the shots. It's the placing of the camera. Uh, you know, the tracking of the shots, the blocking, everything. The director of photography is like the director of the movie's right-hand person. He's the, he's the person with the camera, and he has his crew. He, I'm sorry, they have their crew, and um, they are responsible for the way the movie looks. The director puts that in the director of photography's hands, and they that is cinematography. Editing comes afterwards, obviously, and, you know, it's just... Of the movies that win or are nominated for best editing, you get a lot of cool stuff. Like The Matrix famously won best editing. Um, Baby Driver was nominated for it. Uh, but then some movies are perplexing. Like The Departed, for all, everything is good. Everything is good about The Departed. The editing is a mess. And I think it's, it's done on purpose. But, you know, it's just so weird to me that that movie was nominated for editing. I don't, I don't understand. Then some movies, I don't understand why they're nominated for editing, like almost famous. Didn't understand that at all. I need to look more into it. And then we were talking about Bohemian Rhapsody and the fact that it won best editing. And I really think it did because they actually got the movie finished. And if there's a, there's a fun video on YouTube that talks about the crazy ass editing for a simple scene of them sitting at a table, talking to a producer or whatever, or talking to their, to their manager. And it's just pop, 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 all these shots. Why? When you watch a movie and you feel exhausted at the end, there's two reasons. Uh, and not, I'm not talking about length. Editing makes a movie, you know, you feel the length. And you can take it to a point where a shot goes on for so long 
it kind of wears you down, but then it keeps going. It's like a joke. It's like an awkward joke. It keeps going and going until it's like, God damn, this is amazing. Tarantino always has a long tracking shot in his movies. He sometimes multiple ones. And um, he's, he's, he's famous for that. And he's always gotten editors who, who are really, Sally Menke was his editor for a long time and she passed away, but um, she, she knew the type of style that he wanted. He wanted a pulp style, no pun intended. But then, you know, if you're trying to fix shots that may have been fucked up at some point by a director that had been replaced, like the Bohemian Rhapsody, I could understand why the Academy would be pretty impressed with, you know, oh, they made a coherent story out of this. But if you watch, there's a couple of movies, and I'm sorry I'm just going on at length about this, but if you watch a movie like, like you know... Uh, Moulin Rouge is a good example. That movie is exhausting to watch because there's a cut every two seconds. It's just... Watch Moulin Rouge again and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's crazy. And it was nominated for editing, too. So, uh, really quick, I'm going to give you uh, three notes. So, first, I believe John Goodman has never been nominated for an Oscar. Did we discuss that a couple episodes ago? He has never been nominated for an Oscar. I find that... I just can't believe it. I, I honestly cannot believe it. And that is, nope. I, I at some point, that man needs a motherfucking Oscar. That is fucking some... insane that he doesn't have a Best Supporting Actor Oscar to his name. He has yep. so many places where he could do it. And I get that there's some bad luck. Like, for example, being in, in Argo with Alan Arkin, who is usually a Best Supporting Actor darling, Little Miss yep. Sunshine. If Lebowski, if the big Lebowski had been more successful in its box office run initially, he probably would have been nominated for that movie. Yeah. Also, I, I, I am uh, hopeful that at some point another guy who I would really like to see uh, win, uh, whether it be for director, and he is starting to get no- noticed a bit more now. Logan was a big moment for him. Ford versus Ferrari was nominated for a few things, including Best Picture. James Mangold. Come on, baby. Yep. Get this guy a motherfucking... Our boy. Get him boy a Mangold. statue. And finally, I would just like to say a uh, very special listen. I haven't seen the movie yet. It is on my list. But I'm very, very excited to see Sierra Hines nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar. And if, and if you're not familiar of who that is, but you've seen Game of Thrones, he's the king beyond the wall. He rocks. That dude. He rocks. He's he, fucking great. He's a great he, Irish he actor. He's in a never bunch of been good nomi- stuff. He, is, there, he has so many awards to his, to his name. He has never been nominated for an Oscar before. Yep. So I am extremely excited to see mm-hmm. Belfast and see if the hype is real. But I will say yep. to his credit, even if it's not probably long overdue anyway. Um, I want to talk real quick too, about some real quick, real, some funny surprise nominees that you didn't think like we're talking about John Goodman who's never been nominated for an Oscar. You know, who is an, o- you know, who is not an Oscar nominee. Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson with Wes Anderson were nominated for best original screenplay for the Royal Tenenbaums in 2001. I find that funny. Also, Jeff Goldblum is an Oscar nominee. He made a short film called Little Surprises in 1996, nominated for an Oscar for best best um best short film or best film short subject. Also, uh and last one, I think, is uh Peter Capaldi, who is famous for playing Doctor Who. Uh famous uh, he's he's in my heart forever for playing Malcolm Tucker in a show called The Thick of It and then in a movie called In the Loop. But um he won the Academy Award for Best Short Film in 1995 for a movie he made called Franz Kafka's It's a Wonderful Life. I have no idea about that movie. I don't know what it's about. Is it a spoof of It's a Wonderful Life? I don't even know. But all I know is, motherfucker won an Oscar in 1995. 
when he was uh, not not known at all in, in America. So kudos to that guy. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you. Thank you. Bye-bye.